Hey everyone, this is David from Wisconsin. I'm Jack's podcast producer. I just wanted to remind you real quick that Jack has a podcast hotline. You can leave him a voicemail at 920-415-4525. All you got to do is leave your name, where you're from, roughly, and then your question or comment, whatever. Jack really does want to hear from you. Again, that number is 920-415-4525. You can also text your questions to that number or email jack at jack.hager at gmail.com. All of those contacts will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Hey there. Welcome to the last podcast of 2020 of the You Know Jack podcast. Well, it's also only the third podcast, but it's definitely the last one of 2020. As I reflect over this year, there's a lot of things that to reflect on. It's been a tough year for most people, and I'm not sad to see 2020 go, except that means the next year is 2021. And that kind of sounds like 2020 W-O-N. But we know 2020 didn't win, because we're still here. Most of us have our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. We're looking into the future, recognizing we don't know what's there, but we know who is already there. At any rate, As I reflect on 2020, I want to just kind of look back on some of the things I learned, some of the things that made an impact in this crazy, crazy, crazy year. And definitely one of the craziest things I learned is that many of my friends and associates went to medical school and I didn't even know it. Yeah, I'm talking about those experts. Everybody that knows everything there is to know about COVID. A lot of people, not just people on the web, but people I know that just are waxing elephants excuse me, waxing eloquent about all kinds of things they know about a disease that not too many people know a whole lot about. At any rate, that's one of the things that I learned. Another thing I learned is that some of my friends think I'm a racist because I don't totally subscribe to critical race theory. They think that automatically makes me a racist, and I I really don't get that because that's one thing I've never been. I've been a lot of things but I've never been a racist. In fact, I would not be here had it not been for two guys who happened to be black who pulled me to safety in Vietnam, but that's another story for another time. But just in case there's the slightest doubt, I am not a racist. I am unapologetically an old white American. I am unapologetically a Bible-believing Christian, which should be redundant, but it isn't. I am unapologetically a patriot, which doesn't make me overly glad of the way things are going in my country right now, but I still believe the United States of God Bless America is a pretty cool place. It has not been, never has been, will not be God's country, but it is a pretty cool place that was at least founded on Judeo-Christian ethics. One thing I know for sure about 2020, and I know for sure about 2021, the Lord is on the throne. I also know that we who claim the name of Christ find it very, very easy to slip into that horrible thing called legalism. Now, one of the ways we've slipped this year is into the situation of masking. Some people try to make masks a Christian thing. Tell you what, they're not a Christian thing. You wear one, you don't wear one. There's not a Christian answer to this. I personally think there is a Christian answer if it's mandated. If the government declares that you must wear a mask, I think, as a Christian, you wear a mask. You're entitled to disagree with that, but it's not an issue of the faith. It's not an issue of whether you're a Christian or not, what you do with a mask. But I'm dismayed at churches, families, friends that have been broken 
perhaps irreparably, over a situation of masking. Seems kind of dumb to me. I also know that concentrated prayer works. Some of you know that I've dealt with seasonal depression for a few years, for several years. It's not been eat a bullet, jump off a bridge type stuff, but it's been pretty impactful in my life in a negative way. And each year I've, I've tried different situations, tried different schemes, tried different strategies. This year, one of the things I did is I recruited six good friends to each take a day of the week. And each day of the week they would specifically pray for me and they would contact me, connect with me, and ask the tough questions. Not simply ask, how are you? And if I say, fine, move on. But ask the tough questions. No, how are you really? How are you and the Lord doing? Are you staying in the Word? Are you staying in prayer? Is there anything I can do to pray specifically for you? I think that's one reason why that seasonal depression stuff simply hasn't shown up this year, for which I thank God, praise God. By the way, that is not the way to deal with seasonal depression. It's what worked for me and is working for me now. Will it work next year? I don't know. I know it's working now, and for that I give God praise. I also know that the old joke, want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans? Isn't a joke. Remember what it was like in February and March to write things in your calendar and not worry about it too much? Nowadays, everything's got a question mark on it. I was supposed to speak for eight weeks at camp last summer. I spoke at two. A lot of meetings got canceled. Bible quizzing is an up and down thing in our ministry. Uh, some places in the country are doing it, some aren't. Some are wearing masks, some aren't wearing masks. Some are arguing about that. I know a quiz program that is split because some people mandate, want to mandate masks and some people don't refuse to wear masks. Another victory for the devil, if you ask me. I also know that if you lean into Jesus, God is faithful. He's faithful anyway, but it takes a little work on our part. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Stay in the book. Excuses are like elbows. Everybody's got a couple. But find a way. Again, I don't want to slide into legalism here, but I am convinced 1 Jack 1.8 is true. Unless and until you develop a regular, systematic intake of the Word of God, the very most you can ever hope to be is a typical Christian. And yo, we don't need any more of them. We don't need any more typical Christians. We need people who are willing to understand that when we pray, Thy kingdom come, it means my kingdom go. We need people who understand that a radical Christian is also redundant. A child of God should be radical, especially compared to the world. Our life should be in such a way, should be lived in such a way that people look at us and wonder, what's up? Remember what scripture says? Scripture says to be ready to give an answer. I'm not against knocking on doors. I'm not against street evangelism, not against that kind of stuff. But the scriptural mandate seems to be that our life ought to be so radical, so different, that people want to know what is up with us. What makes the difference? They ask that. We need to be ready to give an answer, to give a defense of our faith. Because it's not a what, it's a who. And his name is, of course, Jesus Christ. I sure miss prison. I've not been behind the wall since March. Typically for the last 40 years, two or three days a week, I'm behind the walls. But because of COVID, I haven't been in since March. And there's no light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. 
Prison ministry is cool. Now I correspond with inmates. I obviously continue to pray for them. But to not have the opportunity to go in and see them and share with them and preach with them, worship with them, that's probably the biggest, biggest drawback of 2020 for me personally. I wonder what your biggest drawback is. I hope there's someone you can share that with. Hope you can be real with people. Don't put on that plastic, oh, everything's fine in Jesus. Sometimes serving Jesus stinks. Sometimes life stinks. I can't even imagine trying to live life without knowing Jesus Christ as Savior. Another thing I've learned is that God will fulfill his purposes. That's what scripture says, but I think I've learned it at a deeper level. Things like COVID, things like the election, things like corruption, don't surprise God. They've been around forever. Those if issues, those difficulties, those problems, there's going to be more of them coming. All God's people got trouble. You're either in a valley, you just got out of a valley, or you're going to be in a valley tomorrow. But that's okay, because even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is with me. He's an ever-present help, and we need to lean into that and trust that. Another thing I'm trying to learn, and I'm learning in a deeper way, and I've got a million miles to go on this, is that it's okay to take a breath before I speak. It's okay to take a breath before I type. It's not only okay, it's a pretty good idea to think before I speak. Too often my mouth gets ahead of my brain, but I'm aware of that weakness in my life and I'm trying to fix it. 2020 has revealed that in different ways because I've responded to people too quickly. I've spoken too rashly. I've spoken without thinking it through. But God is gracious. His mercies are new every morning. I do know that getting older can have some pains in it. Things ache that I didn't even know I had to ache. Getting older kind of beats the alternative, absent from the body present with the Lord. But I just want to finish well. Can I tell you that? I want to finish well. Hopefully not soon, but I want to finish well. I'm not against retirement per se, but I sure don't want to. Why retire from something you love doing? And youth ministry, prison ministry, ministry in general, trying to serve the Lord in general, shuffleboard in Florida, not for me. Again, again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a bad thing for me. I also understand that God's mercies are new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning. Okay, Jack, I get it. Do you? Do you really get it? Is grace still amazing to you? Is his mercy still amazing to you? What's the difference between the two? Mercy, we don't get what we deserve. Grace, we get what we don't deserve. Peace, joy, love, friends, spouses, family, church. His grace, his mercy, they are still very very amazing. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of the question marks of life, in the midst of everything else, the gospel remains the same. Remember what Paul said? 
I make known to you that which is of first importance. Christ died for our sins. Friend, I hope that never gets old to you. I hope you never need a fresh word from God. I hope you can look at the cross, consider the cross, conceive the cross, think of the cross. Be reminded of how horrible your sin is. How wondrous his grace is. That before the creation of the world, he chose us. I don't want to argue how that works. I don't really care how it works. I'm just glad he chose me. I'm also glad I'm pretty aware that I don't know who else he chose. So my job is not to figure out who the elect is. My job is to share Christ wherever I can. Not because I got a piece of paper on my wall that says I be a reverend, but because I'm a Christian. Because somebody told me it's my job to pass it on. Guess what? That's your job too. You may be making a career in some other field, but every Christian is a missionary. Because life is a missions trip. We get to be part of God's plan. Get that? You and I get to play a role in God's plan. And as long as you have, as long as you have a pulse, there's something for you to do. Can I ask you, when's the last time you asked God for directions? When's the last time you asked God for power? When's the last time you asked God to fill you with his spirit? Jack, you be preaching. Uh-huh, that's what I do. Doesn't mean every podcast is going to be a sermon. But people expect you to talk about what's important to you. And Jesus Christ is pretty important to me. So I'm going to be talking about him. Guess what? Your friends expect you to talk about what's important to you. Talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. In Colossians, the scripture speaks about being knit together in love. The year 2020 with people fighting about masks and elections and all that other stuff, we need to be knit together in love. There's some things that can't be compromised. The virgin birth, the deity of Christ, the blood atonement, the physical resurrection, repentance and faith, the word of God. There's some things that can't be negotiated. There's some things that can't be swept under the proverbial rug. But there's a lot of stuff that can. Christians have been arguing about some stuff for 2,000 years. These people love Jesus. They honor his word. But they disagree about election. They disagree about security. They disagree about tongues. They disagree about other things. It's okay to disagree. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not identical twins. And none of us got this whole thing figured out. What's that got to do with being knit together in love? I don't know much about knitting. But I know you get a stick and a stick and you put some yarn in it. You start doing stuff with the stick and you, you put the yarn around. And the yarn goes around another piece of yarn or the same piece of yarn. Again, I don't know how it works. All I know is that when it's done, it's pretty strong. But those strands go around other strands. And yet they pull together and they're strong. We can go around some things. There's some mountains on which we have to die. There's other mountains that we don't even have to fight on. And maybe if the body of Christ, maybe if the church 
would get focused on the essentials and get focused on reaching out to our lost friends and neighbors instead of arguing relatively Mickey Mouse stuff. Maybe we'd see people come to Christ. Maybe we'd see revival in our church. Maybe we'd see some significant things happen. Maybe, ah, uh, aren't the maybes fun? Again, it's probably been 30 years since DC Talk sang about time is slipping away, slip, slip, slipping away. But it is. When you think about it, time is the only irreplaceable thing other than people. Wisdom is wisdom regardless of who says it. Let me close with this. Long time ago in my BC days, I had a suitcase full of drugs. I was meeting the guy in East LA to do the transfer. He had the money, I had the drugs. He was supposed to meet me at 2 o'clock. About 2.15, he wasn't there. I was getting nervous in the service. About 2.20, 2.25, he shows up. We do the deed. I start to walk away. He says, man, I'm sorry I'm late. I said, no big deal. He says, wait a minute. I can steal your girlfriend. You can get another girlfriend. He said, I can steal your money. You can get more cash. I can steal your dope. You can get more drugs. But I just stole 15 minutes of your time, and you'll never get it back. Wisdom is wisdom. It matters not from whom it comes. And this drug-dealing guy had some wisdom. Time is irreplaceable. So as we kiss 2020 goodbye and good riddance, let's understand that we've got some hours ahead of us. We've got that precious commodity called T-I-M-E. I pray I redeem it. I pray you redeem it. And I'd love to get together with you on the next You Know Jack podcast.